Alright, let's go ahead and get started real quick here with episode 557. I am your host, Blockchain John, ready to give you some crypto news of the day. And we are recording this episode on October 11th, 2023. This is, once again, another backed up episode. So, I guess what's been going on is, um, uh, life's been hectic. So, um, yeah, guess what? I'm going to be taking a break after episode 560. Uh, just to catch up on things and on the back end. And then after that, then I should be back and ready to produce more episodes. But for the time being, everything's just been too much going this way, going that way, and doing everything. And then, of course, I got my day job, and it's just been uh, over, over, just ugh, done. I needed a break. So, yeah, episode 560 will be my uh, last episode uh, for the time being, for an extended break. And, uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and enjoy that. All right, so we got four episodes left. Let's go ahead and start with uh, this one here. All right, so we're going to read this regarding coins. Bitcoin and Ethereum holds stable amid frantic news cycle. Second article is, are developers leaving crypto? Here's what's going on. The third one is, uh, the third one is, uranium-backed stablecoin maker proposal goes nuclear. And then the last article we're going to read is who OB reclaims $8 million in stolen Ethereum after uh, offering bounty to hacker. All right. And the two honorable mentions are Bitcoin miner Iris Energy jumps 9% as it boosts mining capacity ahead of Bitcoin having. And this last honorable mention is Fed's flag more Bitcoin Ethereum addresses tied to Chinese fentanyl trade. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad out there with that whole fentanyl stuff going on. Be careful. All right. Let's head on over to the coin tree. I do appreciate those likes, those subscribes, those follows, and those comments. Those are all great. Uh, seriously, if you don't mind doing that, I would greatly appreciate that. You hit the subscribe button, hit that follow button, whatever button you guys have on whatever platform you're using, because this particular podcast platform is distributed across many, many different podcasting platforms out there. But if you want to take it to the next step and donate via crypto to help support C3 Media and grow and thrive, you can donate crypto here through the coin tree, donating Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, Litecoin, and a bunch of other coins. And if you don't see your coin on there that's, that you want listed, let me know and I will put an address there to list it. Okay. And or you can donate some Bitcoin a Lightning Network uh, coins over to us. Right. Um, or follow us on Noster. And of course, like I said earlier, we are pretty much on every single podcasting platform out there. But the one I highly recommend is Fountain.fm because that one you can actually earn Satoshi's. For listening to the Bitcoin, I'm so wait, wait, so for listening to the <laughs> for listening to the podcast. So what I what I meant to say is you can earn Bitcoin for listening to the podcast passively. There you go. <laughs> All right, and if you guys want to donate via PayPal, Patreon, etc., etc., there it is. And there's a bunch of links to the podcast there. You guys can watch the uh, video recording on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. And uh, live streaming right now on Twitch. Hello, Twitch. All right. And uh, pretty much I'm on Discord every single day. So go ahead and follow me there. All right. With that said, let's head on over to the markets. Refresh the markets for the day. 
Uh, actually, am I connected to my... I am. Yes. Let's go ahead and collect our candies. All right, Cryptonauts. Here is CoinGecko.com. You make sure you guys collect your candies every single day. And once you do, you guys can earn some rewards there, right? Get some discounts, some entities, some rewards. There's a bunch of stuff on there, right? So just start collecting your candies. All right? Collect it now. All right, let's head on over to... Do, 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 do. Our coins of the day. Okay, so the market cap is currently at uh, $1.09 trillion, down by 1.3% in the past 24 hours. And the Bitcoin dominance is, wow, pretty good, 48.1%, while Ethereum is at 17.3%. And the gas is pretty dang low. Actually, I think that's the lowest it's been in a very, very long time, currently at 6 guay. That's really good. So if you need to do some transactions, I think right now is pretty much the good time to do it. All right. Top 10 Bitcoins are, of course, we know Bitcoin at number one. Did I say top 10 Bitcoins? Man, am I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, I, I'm so just out of it. Number one is uh, top 10 coins, I meant to say. And number one is Bitcoin at 26,827, down by 3.2% in the past seven days. With a market cap of $523 billion. Ethereum at $1,506. Down by 5% with a market cap of $187 billion. Number 3, Tether stablecoin at $0.99. Cents with a no gain, no loss in the past 7 days. And an $83 billion market cap. Number 4, we have BNB at $205. With a 3.4% loss in the past 7 days. And a $31 billion market cap. Number four, we have XRP at $0.48. Cents and, a, and, and it is down 8.4% in the past seven days. With a market cap of $26 billion. Number six, we have USDC stablecoin at $1. With a 0.1% gain in the past seven days. At a market cap of $25 billion. Number seven, we have Lido Staked Ether at $1,560 with a 5.1% loss in the past seven days and a 13%, uh, mar uh, a 13, $13 billion market cap. Number eight, we have Solana at $21 with a 6.8% loss in the past seven days and a market cap of $9 billion. Number nine, we have Cardano at $0.24. Cents with a 4.5% loss in the past 7 days and an $8 billion market cap. Number 10, we have Dogecoin at $0.05 cents with a 5.1% loss in the past 7 days and it's currently at $8 billion. <clears throat> Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 coins of the day. So, with that said, make sure you guys stack those sets. Right now, it's not bad. I mean, everything's in the red. I understand, but, you know... When things are in the red, that means it's time to buy. That's the best time to buy when things are in the red. While everyone else sells, this is our time to buy. When everyone else is buying, it's our time to hodl. <laughs> or what others would say, our time to sell. Yeah. Okay. All right. First, let's head on over to the news. Provided by Decrypt.co. This article is written by Tim Hucky. 
This week in coins, Bitcoin and Ethereum hold stable amid frantic news cycle. It was a week full of headlines in crypto, but they weren't being made by market stalwarts, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, their stable value suggests cryptocurrencies are less reactive to the crypto, to the current news cycles than they were during its heyday 2021 bull run and subsequent 2022 crash. Market leaders to uh, market leader Bitcoin grew a modest 2.7% over the seven days. <clears throat> And now changes hands at $27,952. It briefly hit a two-month high on Sunday night when it crossed $28,000 threshold. The closest contender Ethereum had a comparably harder week and lost 2.1% to trade at $1,636 at the time of writing. Its weak performance comes despite several positive announcements including a UBS asset tokenization trial supported by the Monetary Authority of Singapore and the launch of, of 9 Ethereum futures ETFs in the, in the U.S. on Monday. Grayscale announced on Monday that it hopes to convert its Ethereum trust into a spot ETF. The crypto asset manager's application stems from the, from its courtroom victory back in August when it won an appeal against the Securities and Exchange Commission after the latter rejected its application to convert its Bitcoin trust into a spot ETF. The SEC also lost an appeal in its lawsuit against XRP progenitor Ripple this week. The SEC has hoped in vain that Judge Torres would reconsider his her ruling that selling XRP to retail customers, consumers, doesn't constitute a breach of American security laws. Ripple also secured a major payment institution license from the MAS this week. However, the good news gains were reversed by the weekend. XRP fell 1.6% over the last seven days to hit 52 cents by the weekend. Only two cryptocurrencies posted any notable price movements, rallying around 15% this week. Avalanche, which currently trades for $10.39, and Solana. Wait a minute. I knew it. I got suckered in this. No, 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 no. I picked the wrong article. Uh, I was like, why is it all about coins? I picked the wrong one. <laughs> I'm telling you, this this is the probably like one of the most messed up episodes ever. I didn't look that for that episode, uh, that, that article. No wonder. I, I kept reading and reading. I was like, what is going on here? Why is it all just coins? And then I looked up on... T I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just one of those days. So let's go ahead and find this article here. This week this week in crypto, not this week in coins. Jeez Louise. Big difference, guys. Big difference. Come on now. This week. Where are you at? This week, this week, this week. Wait, 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 what was, what was the 8th? I'm, I'm way too far back, man. We got to find the 8th. Where are you at? The 8th. You're going to eat? Come on, really? Really? Is that why I couldn't find it? This week on crypto, there it is. Finally. Jeez. All right, let's do this again. 
All right, this week on Crypto Twitter, this one's written by Tim Hockey. Ethereum features ETFs and the FTS, FTX saga. Okay, now it may start. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what I'm looking for. All right. A multitude of positive crypto headlines did little to rally the price of leading cryptocurrencies this week. On Tuesday, J.P. Morgan crypto lead Tyrone Loban remarked at a panel in London that Bitcoin is maybe more like a stablecoin nowadays. A statement that regular readers of this week in coins likely concur with. This bodes well for crypto. After all, one of the most common criticisms of leading unbacked cryptocurrencies is that they're pretty volatile, despite the reputational damage caused by last year's wave of industry bankruptcies. U.S. companies have redoubled their efforts to get crypto-related investment products on the market. One such product is the elusive spot ETF. This week, Grayscale CEO Michael Michael Sonnenshen made an important announcement. The crypto asset manager is now doing doing to its Ethereum fund what it's been trying to what it's been what is what's been trying at least to do with its Bitcoin fund. Grayscale redoubled assault on the SEC stemmed from a courtroom victory back in late August when it won an appeal against the regulator after the latter rejected its application to convert its Bitcoin trust into a spot ETF. Bloomberg ETF analyst Eric Balchunas uh, tracked the U.S. launch of nine Ethereum future, futures ETFs on Monday. And there you can see that. Uh, uh, Vanek, ProShares, Bitwise, Bitwise, ProShares, ProShares, Pro Valkyrie, Kelly, Volshares. Yep. All right. Sim, uh, Simitar Capital analyst Alex noted that the lack of enthusiasm for Vanek's offerings if Anik does profit from its new Ethereum futures ETF, it will channel the money into Protocol Guild, a collectible of 152 Ethereum protocol developers who have pulled together to coordinate and share funding. Um, the IMF knows the potentially dis- destabilizing risk crypto poses to traditional finance, tweeted Lido Finance Finances Sasha on Wednesday. A video interview about visual art with the creator of the most expensive NFT collection sold at auction, People, made the rounds on Wednesday. Oh, I want to watch this, but... Uh, How does that traditional art... Uh, we're probably going to get striked for that. So, if you guys want to watch that, head over to Bad Brothers underscore OMB. That's uh, Twitter. Okay? I'll watch that afterwards. Twitter co-founder and former CEO Jack Dorsey's crypto-friendly payment company Block strongly advocates self-custody. And here is a tweet from Bitcoin Magazine. Justin, Jack Dorsey's Block is quietly shipping the first edition of its new Bitcoin hardware wallet, one of the largest payment firms in the U.S. promoting financial sovereignty and self-custody. Okay, BitKey Beta. That's actually freaking cool. I like that. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Masari's crypto CEO Ryan Selkis shared a chart revealing a steady decline in active crypto developers this year. Let's hope it's the scammers and opportunists dropping off. 
Meanwhile, in FTX, the industry's favorite ongoing courtroom saga was heavily commented on this week after the release of a book by Michael Lewis that whitewashes allegations that disgraced former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried was misusing customers' money and misdirecting people. Needless to say, several crypto fans called out Lewis's de depiction of events. Here's a tweet from Vance. Michael Lewis is completely full of shit. FTX was not a profitable business. There's another one from CoffeeZilla. Alright. Wall Street Cynic Dio Diogenes. Diogenes? How do you say it? Diogenes. Yeah, that seems about right. Diogenes was not impressed by Lewis's promotional interview and noted his... Uh, some historical parallels with the Enron bankruptcy. It's worth noting that the appointed CEO in both cases is lawyer John J. Ray III. Here's a tweet from Diogenes. Dio, Dio this was literally Enron's defense. If it wasn't for those meddling short sellers and journalists causing a run on the bank, we would have been fine. This is nonsense, as both FTX and Enron were both massively insolvent, not illiquid. Big difference. Alright, who wants a lifetime supply of money for 60 hours of work? We all do, but in some of us, we can't get in this life. FTX earnings, Tom Brady, $55 million. Steph Curry, $35 million. Larry David, $10 million. Brady and Curry worked... A total of roughly 60 hours. <laughs> Convicted felon and pharma bro Martin Screlly, who raised the price of a life-saving anti-parasitic drug called Daraprim by 5,455% and was incarcerated for unrelated charges and of fraud, had a lot to vent about FTX's relationship to Twitter. Now here's a tweet from Martin Screlly. SBF or FTX or Alameda was somehow long $100 million of Twitter before the Elon Musk announcement, probably insider trading. SBF liked to talk to Nishad and Bromnik before he made large investments. SBF thought Elon wanted to wanted them to invest, but it was the M slash Stanley bankers, my knowledge. All right. Could a new fundraise for a company that FTX has a stake in be big enough to make the former changes creditor whole? Uh, Tane Jaipuria thinks so. Jaipuria. With Anthropic rumored to be raising at a 20 to $30 billion valuation, FTX's stake in it could be worth $3 billion plus. It may be enough to make all of FTX's creditors whole. Finally, one Twitter caught the sudden unstaking of millions of dollars of soul held by FTX's equally bankrupt sister company, Alameda. Here's a tweet from Napgon. Today, Alameda unstaked $9.1 million soul coins, FTX estate. Ooh. And that's where we end with this week on crypto. Yeah, yeah, this week on crypto. Yeah. Alright, let's head on over to the next news article, which is written by Andrew Thorvalis. Are developers leaving crypto? Here's what's going on. The number of active open-source developers of crypto has reached its lowest point since 2020. According to Web3 VC firms Andreessen Horowitz 
A16Z at Electric Capital. Data from the former State of Crypto Index shows that crypto coders have nearly halved in their peak last year, sliding from 36,500 active devs in January 2022 to just 19,630 active devs in September 2023. The last time developers were below this level was near the start of crypto bulls market in December 2020, boasting around 18,100 devs at the time before roaring upwards alongside the digital asset market. Paul Calfiro, a communications partner at A16Z Crypto, confirmed to Decrypt that the data is accurate. However, CTO Eddie Lazarin claimed over Twitter that the displayed figure may not tell the whole story. In order to track active crypto developers, we use Electric Capital's popular ecosystem to project project to identify crypto-related GitHub repos. Lazarin explained over Twitter, the tool effectively tracks crypto folks repositories on the repositories on the site and the number of active de- developers working with with working with each one. We're curious how much crypto devs is now happening outside of the open source infra repo reflected here, he said. Open source development refers to writing source code that is easily available for anyone to view and can be freely distributed. Crypto founders often prioritized open sourcing their projects in an interest of decentralization and trust rather than claiming them as intellectual property. While the crypto market itself may have also impacted developer account, the firm suspects that a greater number of developers are moving into crypto's application layer. There, it says, activity is rising but is much harder to track on by dev by dev basis. The CTO cited A16Z funded projects including Blackbird, Story Protocol, Proof of Play, and IYK, which are all working principally in the app layer and private repos. In fact, other data may suggest that crypto development on a whole uh, on the whole is still climbing. A16Z also tracks crypto developer library downloads which tapped an all-time high last month. It more reflects the amount of activity as opposed to the number of people working, a spokesperson for A16Z told Decrypt. The representative explained that this may be a better measure of how much development is actually happening compared to a simple developer account. One of those developers could just be doing one commit and another one could be working full-time on it and they're counted the same, he said. All right. Head on over to the next news, news number three of the day, which is written by Liam J. Kelly. Uranium-backed stablecoin maker's proposal goes nuclear. All right, the so-called end game plan is evolving quickly and weirdly over at Maker. Now, after adding vanilla T-bills and accounts payable to the blockchain, a new proposal is looking to add tokenized uranium. Our goal is to d- democratize ownership of uranium by providing stability, value, and easier access to exposure to a commodity that is growing in importance, reads a proposal penned by Uranium 308. The element is growing in popularity of late as various nations either restart their nuclear ambitions in the, in the name of energy or lay out fresh plans to reboot their power grids. The details are scant, but one would suspect that the, that these tokenized fuel rods would be onboarded to the Maker Protocol. Once added, all that dye, floating, 
around the ether could get a nuclear-backed boost from the tokenized uranium. When reached for comment on how serious this pro proposal was, a spokesperson from Uranium 308 told Decrypt that it is indeed legitimately interested in becoming a die backer. If they also have interest in this, I am sure we can find a way to make it happen. A lot of work needs to be done for us to get to that point, but we're in it to win it, they said. As for the maker team, well, anything's possible for a DAO, right? You know what's awesome is that I hosted one of the... Oh, there's still more? Okay, real quick, side note. I, in the early days, I used to host Ethereum meetups here in Silicon Valley. And I got to meet some of the devs of Maker, some of the Maker devs, and the Maker DAO devs, should I say? Now it's just they're just called Maker, but at the time it was Maker DAO. Um, and I didn't understand Maker, but it was so cool just to hear them because uh, you know I recall it, they were the only team out there that really knew what they were talking about. They had super confidence of what they're trying to propose. But I was like, there's no way that this this fraction of a penny. Uh, you know, token is going to make it, you know, slap me in the face twice because it's now what a thousand dollars or whatever it is. It's crazy, right? Crazy. Uh, continuing on. Maker Growth told Decrypt this proposal is a contribution from an individual within the MakerDAO community and is currently being assessed by members of the DAO. The Maker Forum is open to contributions for anyone in the MakerDAO community. The above mentioned end game plan was whipped up by Maker's founder Rune Christensen to generate as much revenue for the protocol via yield from real, real world assets. This revenue would then, at least, per, at least per the plans laid out, be converted to Ethereum. With a massive censorship resistant treasury, the thinking goes that Maker's decentralized stablecoin would be immune from government capture. Remember, the plan was put in place shortly after the tornado cash sanctions. Both ideas tokenize the, a volatile element and then using it to back crypto dollars are kind of nuts. The first is nuts because based on the proposal of the project's m marketing material, it, it describes real, nuclear-grade uranium. The project also briefly touches on a redemption mechanism to recoup one pound of uranium back in each token. When asked on Twitter about the redemption process, the project said that folks who are licensed and meet the minimum thresholds can have the uranium shipped to their house. <laughs> That's insane. The, that minimum threshold, by the way, means holding a minimum of 20,000 uranium-backed tokens, which per uranium-308 also represents 20,000 pounds or 10 tons of actual uranium. The Uranium 308 spokesperson further added that it's not responsible for the shipping of the live uranium. Instead, they've tapped a Canadian mining firm called Madison Metals. Anything to do with touching, transporting, or proven delivery of the underlying uranium ex is executed by them accordingly to industry standards, compliance, and regulation, they said. Some are still unconvinced, though, with another accounting or writing simply feds. And the only comment responding to this rather mad proposal is a picture of an FBI agent working at a laptop with his Glock placed just next to his work from home station. For a stablecoin, adding uranium to as collateral seems well volatile. Decrypt, DeFi is our DeFi newsletter. 
led by this essay. Subscribe to our email. Okay. Right, last news article of the day, and let's get out of here, right? This one's written by Nicholas Morgan. Uh, Huobi reclaims $8 million in stolen Ethereum after offering bounty to hackers. Now, this is just a recap or, or an update of, of what happened uh, earlier in the week. Last week, should I say. Uh, okay, so Huobi Global Cryptocurrency Exchange has recovered millions in stolen funds from hackers who ups, uh, Absconded, absconded with the September after making contact with the attacker and negotiating a deal to see it return. Justin Sun, a Huobi global investor and HTX advisor, took to Twitter on Saturday to announce that $8 million in stolen Ether was restored and that the hacker made the right choice to accept HTX's offer. We have confirmed that the hacker has fully returned all funds as promised and we have also paid the hat the hack a white hat bonus of 250 ETH wrote Sun and a post providing full security for a user asset is always our goal to strive for HTX first disclosed the hack on September 25th after one of the exchanges hot wallets was compromised and drained of 5,000 ETH at the time Sun assured customers that the amount was a relatively small sum versus what he said was HTX's $3 billion in assets. Sun also said that at the time that HTX would offer 5% of the stolen ETH as a white hat reward to encourage hackers to return the funds, but warned that the firm would contact law enforcement if the offer wasn't accepted within a week. Crypto firms have sometimes found themselves left negotiating with hackers to get stolen funds back rather than turning to law enforcement agencies for help. In more than one of these deals, the firm and the hacker were able to reach an agreement in which the bulk of the funds are restored and a bounty is then paid to the hacker to close to close things out. Hacks against cryptocurrency exchanges are a persistent risk, but the types of exchanges targeted have uh, targeted have differed. In the second quarter of 2023, there was a 63% increase in blockchain hacks compared to the same time last year, according to a Munify report from July. The company also found that most of the hacks happened on DeFi platforms, which lost $228 million across 79 incidents. By comparison, centralized exchanges like HTX only lost a reported $37 million across two incidents. And that is it, Cryptonuts. We are done. We're done for now. So, yeah. Make sure to check that out, man. Decrypt.co has some really good stuff. Like I said, honorable mentions. Bitcoin miner Iris Energy jumps 9% as it boosts mining capacity ahead of the Bitcoin halving. And Feds flag more Bitcoin. Ethereum addresses tied to Chinese fentanyl trade. So, Hopefully your coins have not been flagged because that means if you have your coins on exchange and even though they're yours and even though the comp yeah, the exchange hasn't been flagged, dude, you just lost your coins, you know? The feds are just going to take those and like, hey, we're investigating these coins. They're part of an ongoing investigation. So, yeah, they're, they're, it's evidence. We're taking it for evidence. Yeah, it's all bad. All right, Cryptonauts, I'm out of here. Until next time, stack, stats, and huddle. Adiós.